welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. There's lots of questions that happen when somebody passes away suddenly or from an accident. And one of those questions that we get a lot uh, during this time is they, if we're going to have an autopsy. And the question may arise in a mul- multiple different ways. We may have somebody that is insisting on having an autopsy. And we'll talk about that. We get questions that they don't want an autopsy because they feel like there's going to be an autopsy and they're, they're demanding they don't want one. Sometimes the question just comes up, hey, is the autopsy done or have they done an autopsy? And so we'll be talking about everything that's related to autopsies right now. So what happens in an accidental death that would require an autopsy? Well, if there's a, or an accidental or sudden death that may take place, In fact, we actually have a pamphlet that our Lincoln County Medical Examiner's Department has printed, and we try to get these to any families that are involved in any sort of a medical examiner type of a situation, and it answers questions and answers. But if a person passes away and there's suspected foul play, there may likely be an autopsy. And that way they can find out what happened. If a person has passed away in an automobile accident and they may be the driver and there may be some suspicion of um, drugs or alcohol or erratic behavior, an an autopsy may happen. And I say may because sometimes they can look at and determine just through drawing toxicology, which... They might take some fluid out of the eyes that is called vitreous. They may take urine for a UA, and they may be taking blood for a blood alcohol content. And then that way it give you, they can tell you what, uh, if the person was incapacitated for some sort of drug or alcohol related situation. If a person passes away and they are unattended, it becomes a medical examiner case. And this is the one where we get a lot of families demanding an autopsy because they did pass away suddenly by themselves and they want to know exactly why they passed away. Well, they may or may not have an autopsy that's going to be paid for by the state. And there's a lot of things that factor into it. There may have already been a history of maybe cardiac events. There may be a a person may have had uncontrolled diabetes for years. And that may, especially if it's been a number of years and there's been maybe even hospital ER visits, that kind of stuff, uh, they can determine what, what caused the death. And that is something that 
they won't require an autopsy because of medical information and from viewing and taking pictures and looking at the, the subject, uh, they can determine that there was a cardiac event. There's things that are called a cardiac collar. That's something you might want to Google. Cardiac collar. There might be one side, one eye or the other eye might be what would be considered blown where it's really, really, really red uh, because there was stress and pressure on that side, which caused a, a cardiac event. And so if a medical examiner in their professional opinion and they don't need to have an autopsy, the family always has the right to an autopsy, but it would be one that the family would be covering the costs of the autopsy because the state feels like they have plenty of information as to the cause of death when somebody may have been found and there's no foul play and they, it's a, a very natural event. So we've talked to families before and let them know that they can hire someone that cut to come in and do an autopsy. They would be paying those expenses themselves. And that would, that would be uh, what they would, uh, they would be paying the, uh, the cost for the autopsy. If there was an unwitnessed death, such as drowning, that type of thing, there may be an autopsy. Those types of things, uh, again, are going to be driven through the medical examiner's department, and they will determine whether there, uh, there's going to be an autopsy, but most likely there would be an autopsy. In a fetal death, a child death, I, I know that most people are very, they, they get almost like, oh, because it's a child that they're going to be doing an autopsy on. But if the child does not have any history of any type of medical condition that would lead to death, like maybe seizures or those types of things, most likely, and it's difficult, but most likely, uh, that child will have an autopsy. Again, it's going to all be determined through the medical examiner's department. And most of the time, you'll get a phone call from them. Uh, sometimes you won't, especially if maybe the, the person was a homeless person and there was foul play or any of those types of things. There, they, they will move rather quickly uh, for that autopsy. And sometimes the family is going to get told that there has been one that has been done. And that can be a difficult situation as well. Another question that comes up is, well, what if we want to donate the body to science? And they can, that's not an autopsy, but it's, it's, it's organ donation. Well, those things, again, that's a very private, personal decision that the, the person may have made. For example, on my driver's license, it says that I would be an eye donor. So it's there and the family may not even be told if I pass away and I'm in an ER uh, and they, I pass away there and it says that I'm a donor, then if they can't reach family, they, they may uh, already have somebody come in and take my eyes uh, prior or just the lenses or whatever they're taking uh, if I'm qualified to be a donor. And that brings up the other thing is a lot of times people think that a body donation to science that is going to be done uh, automatically. And that may not be the case because there's also each place has their own requirements, you know, age related. It may be weight. 
you know, you have to be a certain weight, a certain a type of death. If there were drugs or anything involved, they don't generally take a donation unless it's just strictly for, sometimes they, uh, they're doing tests on bodies. So that might be the type of thing instead of an organ donation. Uh, to do a donation is a very personal thing and a very special gift for the person that may be receiving. But especially you think about somebody that's been through fire and they are having a skin donation. That's a, it's a beautiful gift for them. So those are all things that, that you might be get hit with as you're working through a sudden death because you know, if, if, especially if they passed away in a hospital after an accident, you may have a nurse come up to you and talk to you about doing some sort of organ donation. So one of the questions that comes up as well is if there's been an autopsy done, can there be a donation? Uh, there are a couple of companies out there, and it just depends on if they're in your area. But there are a couple of companies that will uh, still take a donation for research, that type of a thing, if there's been an autopsy done. For the most part, though, things need to be done within a fairly fast time frame, you know, with, usually within 24 hours. They need to be within refrigeration, that type of thing. And so for a lot of companies that do organ donations, eye donations, those types of things, you your time expires. And so then there's no longer the ability to do a donation because if it's been 48 hours because they passed away, they've had an autopsy, they've been brought back, now they're looking at donation. There's, you're, you're now looking at maybe companies that do research or they allow medical students to practice, you know, that type of a thing. So it's not gonna be for, you know, saving of life or helping somebody, that type of thing. So. Those are all questions that come into mind when, when you're talking about autopsies and you're talking about sudden deaths that are difficult decisions that need to be made in a very quick uh, manner sometimes when you're talking about autopsies and that type of thing. And if you've got any questions, please make sure that you can get a hold of us. You could, you're welcome to drop us a line at info at BatemanPacificView.com. And thank you for listening. Well, we have reached that time in our podcast where we take a time and we take a moment and we remember all the families that are experiencing a loss and we light a virtual candle in their memory. Let's take a moment. This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris. You can find out more about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at BatemanPacificView.com. You can visit us on our website, and you can also leave us messages there, or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have any feedback or any questions about today's episode, you're welcome to call us at 541-265-2751, or you can send us an email at info at BatemanPacificView.com. We would love to hear from you. And... 
Thank you very much for joining us today. And make sure that you follow our page to hear more from us. Make sure to listen to our other two podcasts in this trilogy. Thank you for listening.